guys, welcome to the Cult of Anki podcast. Today it is the main two. That's Corey right, it's us. And Jeremy. And Max. And Max. Hold on, he's chewing on something. Oh, Max. What's up, Max? What you got there? Just nice. Uh, just Grace's, Makes quick work, Grace's uh, little toy. Oof. Sorry, sorry, so, Grace. sorry, niece, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, uh, dude? How you doing? Good, man. Doing good. I'm actually, I'm super stoked on something. What? And I don't know if you've noticed... So you losing weight? No, oh. actually, I'm probably gaining. Dang, haven't worked out. My well. bad, dude. That's embarrassing. Uh, try again. <laughs> hmm. It's something um, that's uh, not. No, I want to guess. Okay, go ahead. Well, no, give me a hint. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's something that's growing. Hair and or beard. Yes, close. Hotter. Is neither of those? N- no, hotter. That means you're getting closer. Yeah. Okay. Mustache. No. Okay, not beard, not hair. Although I did curl it a little bit today. Okay. Um, you, are you growing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm growing Wait. more hair. Okay. In a certain place. <laughs> That's why I didn't <laughs> want to make you guess. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't want to guess. I mean, it. I already have tons of hair on yeah. all the places, but uh, I'm digging myself a hole here, so I'm just going to yeah. reveal it. Um, so it's a little bit embarrassing to talk about now, especially it's even more <laughs> so embarrassing. So excited to hear this. Uh, but I'm growing my hairline back. Hairline. Yes. Oh, okay. So I've noticed. So I'm trying hymns out, dude. What's that? It's like, um, well, it's the brand, but basically it's just like the little, uh, what's it called? Ma- Minoxidil. Dude, how old are you, Corey? 24. Man. I had to stop it, dude, because Early. Monique was telling me every day, she's like, you're going bald. You're going, I was like, no, I'm not going to go bald. But then she was like. No, look, and show me like an old picture from like two years ago, Shoot. and my hairline has gone back like really half an inch. Yeah, oh, I was man. like, oh crap, I gotta You're do right. something. I can see it. Oh dang it! See, I shouldn't have said anything, dude. So, I'm, but I'm growing hair back. It was worse. So I've been doing it for like two months now. What is it? Cream? Uh, no. So okay, so there's like one little like pill, and then you take um like the uh, dang it, what's it called? It's like, oh, it's biotin like gummies, mm-hmm. and then um, there's like an app like a serum like application topical application thing you put hmm. on the areas that you want um and it's been surprisingly working well i don't know to be if i should be happy for you or if i should make fun of you so <laughs> yeah. you can do both i'll just say congrats dude thanks man i'm actually super stoked on it though and That's i hope to cool. be able to do we're, we're like taking progress pictures as well nice but um i'm, I'm pulling a, Le- a lebron dude dude to be honest uh i might need to borrow that yeah so. you should get on it it's 50 bucks a month yeah, forty nine actually. Now it's kind of bad timing, so yeah. I want to go with. But it's worth it. Hmm. Um, Fifty bucks a month. Wow. Yeah, I know. Which hmm. it doesn't sound that much, but then you're like, oh, it's six hundred bucks a year. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of a lot. Yeah. But it's worth it because yeah. hopefully my hairline you sticks around for some long, for, sure. for longer. Yeah, because yeah. I always, Mike was like, you're gonna go bald, and I was like, no, like my it's supposed to be, uh, your grandpa on your mom's side is like who you get your hair from, and my grandpa never went bald. Although he didn't have very much hair left. Mm. So I don't know like what really like classifies like how much hair you're supposed to lose. Yeah. Um, but I think like at 24, if my hairline's receding, I probably should take the sign yeah. and just take the opportunity and just yeah, I mean, go all in. If you answer correctly right now, this could be a great segue into, d- into today's episode. Okay. So were you, Corey Haynes, on the fence about that decision? I was on the fence. You were on the fence about, w- the, about the hairline thing. Yeah, I was very on the fence. Well, then you know what you should have answered, right? What? 
Hell no. <laughs> hell no. That's right. Hell no, my hair. My so you hairline's didn't not gonna follow go away. this little No, I, shoot. I didn't. For a long time, I was on the fence, and it, it hurt me because- mm. Okay, so for a while, you were, got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was on the fence for too long, and I let it go back, and I should have just kind of caught so it So then well. what changed? Um, Monique proved it to me that my hairline was receding, huh. and I figured there's no way. So dude, your response was- Hell no, I'm not going to let it go. Or so we'll hell yes, I'm going to do something go. about it. <laughs> okay, why don't you explain the the poor language? Okay, yes. So I don't know if technically we have to make this episode explicit. Hell is not really a curse word, is it? But I don't want to get it. Yeah, anyways, we already know advanced. This is like the one title we knew <laughs> what we wanted to call it before we published it. Hell yeah or hell no. Um, and essentially, it's a, a concept from... Uh, it's actually, it's funny, this guy named Derek Sivers, an entrepreneur, built this company like 15 years ago and sold it for a lot of money. And it, so he's kind of like, he wrote this book called Anything You Want. And he has this little blog post. I think it's, um, I can't do a word count on it, but it's it's like a hundred words. Like it's it's one paragraph. There's like seven lines of sentences. And it's called, no, yes, either hell yeah or no. And basically his whole idea is like, if you're feeling uh, on the fence about something, overcommitted, scattered, confused about something, like break it down to a very binary decision. Are you hell yeah about it or are you no about it, basically? Because um, a lot of people waste time being on the fence by trying to make a decision or trying to maybe um, spread themselves too thin on things where really they, like a, this is kind of like his like decision-making rubric mm-hmm. of what to do if you're in these types of situations. Um, so it's a very, it's a very catchy yeah. and a very simple uh, rubric for making decisions. Yeah. Hell yeah or no. Yeah. And biblically, um, from that verse in Matthew, it says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Or as the, uh, King James version. Yeah. Corey, well, you're yeah okay. So <laughs> we looked it up before. <laughs> it was so funny. It, it was says. the first thing that popped up on Google. So of course I, I looked at that, but the NIV version says, uh, oh, you want me to read the, K- the KJV first? Yeah, start with that. Okay. Sure. So the, th- the first thing that I read was, uh, Matthew five thirty seven, the, the King James Version says, But let your communication be, yea, yea, nay, nay, for whoever is more than these cometh of evil. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh, Dude, if there isn't a better verse than that, I don't know. <laughs> um, but the NIV Version, the understandable version, says, All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I really like this, and I've been thinking about it more because I mean, most things can be broken down into like a very binary, like yeah. it's either this or that. It's option A, option B, go this way, go that way. You can't go both ways. Like at some point you have to choose. And by not choosing or not kind of like taking mm-hmm. a stance somewhere, it ends up hurting you in the long run. Um, and there's a couple, way that, a couple ways that this plays out. Um, but I feel like this is really, really prevalent for maybe people who are, uh, not as good as making decisions or more prone to mm-hmm. kind of procrastinating even. Um, but even for a lot of situations of like, just even if you like this, th- it's funny cause this also applies to people who say yes too often, Yeah. but they say yes to things that they don't really want to do. And or that mean, can also be yeah. a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this one really relates to the episode we just did on opportunity, which I believe will come out before this one. Yeah. Right? So last week's, um, 
but yeah, I mean, for me, this is one that really hits home. This is one that's like, ooh, like you know, you know, you read something <laughs> or hear, it and it's like, Dang oh, it. yeah, that one, that one got me. Well, if this one got me for sure, um, and it has for a while, to be honest. Like, this is one of those. Uh, I feel like you know, you hear like a phrase or like a saying, and you can kind of figure out like for yourself, like how that relates to you, and kind of like when it came into play in your mm-hmm. life. Well, this phrase, like, let your yes be yes and your no be no, like, was really like really relevant to me. Sorry, relevant to me. Um, like three to four years ago, like really mm. just, you know, in my life. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a, it applies to those that, like you said, that overcommit or those that don't, that don't move at all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. So there's, there's probably two ways that this really plays out. There's, um, when you overcommit or when you don't commit mm-hmm. and both of them are bad in I'm different ways. Of both. Yeah. Definitely guilty of both. Probably you can be guilty of, of both at the same time mm-hmm. too. Like overcommitment is, um, maybe almost like a, a a result or an outcome of not committing because really what you're doing is if you're not committing to something uh then you're opening up basically to to be spread out from other things that are taking away your, your commitment from that other thing right if i'm um if i'm really committed to like going to the olympics right and i have to train every day uh to swim or to i don't know play basketball whatever it is that i want to complete in the olympics maybe it's the I've always wanted to do like the, what's the one where you hold the big rock in your neck and then you like spin yeah, around yeah. and throw it. I've that's the coolest one, one dude. <laughs> that's for sure There's the lamest one, Corey. <laughs> no, that's so sick. I've seen some some really beefy people do that thing and make it look cool. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but if you're, if you're really committed to doing that thing, that would be like your one sole focus or mm-hmm. at least that would be the thing that has the most commitment from your life. Um, and if you're being over, if you're overcommitted and you're trying to do other things as well, really you're just taking away from the commitment of the thing that you should be committed mm-hmm. to. Um, and so it, I, I feel like this this rubric. Um, well, I don't know when you hear like hell yeah or hell no, like what, <laughs> how does that like how does that play out for you? Um, well, I like it. I don't know why, but I'm like oh, I like it. I just wait, you know. Um, but I wanted to back up a few seconds because what you just said, um, gosh, it's leaving my mind, but you just said something about... Overcommitment versus not committing. Okay, yeah, so I wanted to say, I think um, like the two sides of like basically to where like you you don't make decisions, like you don't yes or you don't say yes or no, or you're doing too much. I feel like that the second one probably relates to more of us. I think, especially mm. in our generation, yeah. I think we're, we're doing a lot and we're saying yes and we're... What happens is I think you do a lot of things kind of just like... Uh, you're mediocre at a lot. You know, you you don't give your best um, in areas that you can or should because you're overextended. And I think like that's, I don't know. I feel like that's like a like a greater failure to do a lot of things not well versus a few really good. Like yeah, uh, I know for myself, like uh, I often find myself like tied up in a lot of different areas, and I need to be better at probably like honing stuff in and doing you know less and being better at what I do. Um, mm-hmm. That's my first thought. Uh, back to the phrase, like, kind of like the the hard yes or the hard no. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I mean, like in theory, I really agree with it. But I think when it comes down to it, you know, it's super hard. Like with yeah. anything, you know. Well, I think the cool part about it is that it really forces you to go back to how you feel about it, which isn't again, it's not like the the greatest like decision making kind of like rule to to live by of like what am I the most excited about or happiest about or, but. It also, I think it's a, an early indicator of how you're going to feel about it later. Like if you, if you say yes to something that you really weren't excited about in the first place, you're probably less likely to do a good job or to stick with that thing anyways. You know what I mean? And so I think it, it's, it's insightful in the way that it forces you 
to really kind of like look into yourself and think like, how do I really feel about this? You know, am I doing this because I feel obligated to, or because, um, I'm doing a favor for someone or I'm trying to be nice or just because I don't want like the awkwardness of like saying no. Um, or am I doing this because I really want to and because it's something that makes me feel alive and that I'm yeah. excited about and that I can't wait and I can feel, I, you know, I, I can dream of all the different things that can that can happen from this one thing. Okay, well, let's make it personal. So before we recorded, we <laughs> you asked me about one in my life and I'm not going to say what it is, but uh, okay, in that situation, Corey, like, I feel like I'm on the fence. And so according to this like metric, like that would yeah. be a hell no, right? If you're on the fence about something, then that's the should be the response, right? Yeah. Is that what he, is that what the guy argues? Well, hmm. This is where I feel like it not that it crumbles, but I think that you you can't be so like uh can't be so like robotic about cut and it. Dry. Yeah, cut and dry. Because this is what I want to say. If I'm robotic about it in this scenario, like it's an obvious no for me. Yeah. But when I like, you know, consider my emotions and kind of like what's involved with it, that's when I get really like it gets muddy and I'm kinda like, mm. Ugh, like I, I don't think it should be a no, you know? Yeah. Well, okay, so for for this particular situation, you've essentially committed to do something for uh for not just like it's not a one time thing, it's a recurring thing. Mm-hmm. Something that you do um, you know, for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And so how did you feel when you first committed to it? Yeah, so another thing I think it's hard. Um, when I first started, I was really excited mm-hmm. and really all So it was a hell yeah at it first. Was a hell yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's where you have to kind of pick apart the nuance of how am I feeling now? Uh is this just kind of like a season or is there like What's the the reason why it's not a hell yeah anymore? Mm. Uh, well, okay, that's actually a good point. So there's some things, not everything's going to be hell yeah all the time. Mm. You know what I mean? There's going to be some times where the yeah. things you commit to you are hard or they're unpleasant or they're not maybe as you expect them to be. Mm. But does that mean that you should just drop them? Mm. I think um, I think this makes the most sense when you're first choosing between yeah. do I do this, do I not do this, or do I do this one thing or this other thing? Um, when you're in the middle of it, I think it's it's a lot more nuanced. You have to yeah. do more thought in it. You can't just yeah. kind of. Well, I think it. that's a good point because like my personality is not black and white. It's not like cut and dry and robotic. So, um, yeah, I think. Uh, it, I, well, I, I want to ask in this little in the blog or in a book, is that his like take on it though? Is he just really cut and dry, like quick quick in decisions, or is he like does he take each uh, case by case? You know. Yeah, he he's pretty. Um, well, that's the thing. I don't know if I don't really know if he's addressed kind of like how do you, like what when do you do when you don't feel excited about yeah. the thing that you were before? Yeah. Um, I think mostly he's talking about like how to make a decision on something, and and how to commit to something. Or I think also how do you reprioritize your life? Essentially, I think is really what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, and and in that case, well, this does bleed into it, but um, I think one of the things that he gets at is that there's kind of like this uh, this like commitment creep that happens in, happens in your life where over time, naturally, you kind of commit to more and more things, especially if they're recurring things like uh, something that you do for someone else or something that you do as a part mm-hmm. of an organization, something that you do um, maybe it, uh, like as a commitment to yourself even. Um, and so over time, more and more of these things kind of pile up and at some point you reach the limit of what you can actually 
achieve, but also that you can really be excited about. Like, there's only so many things that you can be super passionate about and that you can be super excited about every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think his point is also about like, take a, you know, take a, an audit of your life and take a look at kind of what's going around you and use this to help you kind of reprioritize things. Yeah, I think that's good. I, you know, I think um, recently I've been kind of thinking through like, we do a lot of things that um, are just normal, you know, that everyone kind of does. And uh, I don't know, I've been thinking about like, okay, why, like, why do I do these certain like habits or like, I don't know, like ministries or uh, I don't know, just like there's things in our life that basically like what makes up my daily life, like yeah. what takes up my time. And a lot of the things that I do are because, you know, it's, it's kind of like one of those things where like, well, it's kind of always been this way or, you know, everyone does it this way. And I think it's good to kind of, like you say, like have an audit and like think about, well, what, like why, you know, why are you, do you actually want to be doing this? And, you know, um, I, I've been trying to do that, but like yeah. I said, like in theory it sounds good, but I think it's a lot, of, I know it's a lot harder to actually make a change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, so this is what he says. Uh, he says, when deciding whether to do something, if you feel anything less than, wow, that would be amazing. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Then say no. Uh, when you say no to most things, you leave room in your life to really throw yourself completely into that rare thing that makes you say, hell yeah. Every event you uh, you get invited to, every request to start a new project, if you start saying hell yeah about it, say, or sorry, if you're not saying hell yeah about it, say no. We're all busy. We've all taken on too much. Saying yes to less is the way mm-hmm. out. Um, and so I feel like part of it, maybe, maybe this is a good... Um, like this is maybe how it applies maybe more to like your situation is if you can manage what you're doing and you're not feeling overwhelmed, it's maybe it's okay to have these things. If, even if it's not a hell yeah in your life that you can still continue to do it as long as you have the capacity for it. But also keep in mind that with that thing that you're committed to, maybe you're not all in about that. That means that you can't be hell yeah about other things or new things that might come your way. And you have to be okay with that too. Yeah, it's kind of like saying no to this would mean like saying no to other opportunities that come up because it wouldn't be f- fair or right to say no to this and then yes to the next thing that comes along, you know, because it's like exchanging like, you know, busyness basically, right? Well, yeah, but also in another way, if you say yes to this thing, that means you're saying no to all the future things. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you say no to this thing, mm-hmm. you can say yes to the other things that might be better or, yeah, or that you are more excited about. Yeah. Um, getting back to like the more like the biblical interpretation or kind of application of let your yes be yes and your no be no. Um, I think a lot, what a lot of this comes down to as well is consistency. Like if you're going to commit to something, do it Mm -hmm. like do it with everything in you, commit yourself, put everything you have into it and be a man of your word. Like don't just kind of waver and, and, you know, go back on it as well. And if you're not going to do it, you know, don't be like, oh, what if I went back and did that or be super regretful, like be okay with saying no. And then even if, you know, you regret it later, like you have to be okay with that yeah. too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think the, did you write this on there? You said inconsistent words become yeah. untrusted words. Yeah. Dude, that's super good. Yeah. Well, I think for myself, like, I think that's why this one is home the most because, um, 
you know, one thing we haven't talked about is like commitment. Like, you know, if you, uh, and that's, I'm not saying so much the commitment to like weekly responsibilities, but like commitment, like in, in relationships and with people that, you know, mm. um, like if you're making promises, if you're saying you're going to change things or fix things or do things with your friends or your, your girlfriend, your wife, whatever. Um, like when you do, when you don't fall through in what you say you're going to do, like that causes like hurt, you know, like if you're inconsistent in things that you say, like that causes mistrust. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that's a huge one that, um, yeah, that's real. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a, that's a, a a big part of like trust with someone, especially is just like, have they proven to you mm-hmm. consistently that they can be trusted mm-hmm. and saying, you know, one thing like, Oh yeah, dude, I'll help you go move. Mm-hmm. And then like, they don't show up, they don't text you is like, that's kind of a, a knock yeah. on, on their like trustability. Mm-hmm. Right. And the next time if you ask them to do it again, they're like, Oh yeah, for sure. And they don't do it again, right? You better have like, a plan B in place. <laughs> yeah, you better start having. Yeah, yeah. by then you sh- you should know. Um, but also, it, it's more than just uh, like reputation. I think it's also like a part of character. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you can't, like, if you're not a man of your word, and if you can't follow through with what you're gonna say, I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. I feel like that's one of like the things, especially like if you're like to be a man. You know what I mean? It means like you do what you say you're going to do. And that's such like a, I'm making like a big statement here, mm-hmm. but I feels like that's such a lost kind of thing mm-hmm. today. in a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but for my, like for me personally, like to make it like, um, I guess more personal, like, um, it's really natural and easy for me to like accomplish things and get things done and to like do what I say I'm going to do. Like when it comes to like task oriented stuff, but when it comes like to relation, the relational side, it's really hard for me. I, mm. I don't, I haven't, honestly, I haven't figured it out. And it's been like coming up a lot recently with me and Connie. And uh, I don't know, I'm having a hard time with that. And again, like, I don't, I don't know why, especially because like I said, on like the practical side of things, I actually like thrive on that. And I enjoy like getting a lot done with in, in little time. And so I don't know why. And on like, and it seems to me also like the relational side is easier. Like it's, mm. it's less doing and it's more of just like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, um, it's like less tasks and, you know, it's less, right. it, I don't have to be as organized or whatever, but for some reason for me, it's, I think it's as if I like, don't take it as seriously or as if, um, it doesn't have as, as much weight to me as it should, you know? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I, do you think it has anything to do with the fact that like for you getting things done is about like you and your ego, mm-hmm. whereas like with uh, other people, it's it has to them. do with them. Yeah. That's you really know what I mean? Point. Yeah. I think you're dead on when you just said like. You said a lot of men like, uh, would you say, uh, shoot, I think you said this basically isn't important to them, kind of what you're saying. Hmm. I think that hit it on the head. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, I think in like the work aspect for me, like it's really about like, is it, that's about my reputation. That's about like the way that I, you know, present myself and whatever. But uh, when it comes to relational stuff, it's mainly about that other person, whether it's, you know, again, wife, girlfriend, friend, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that makes it like less about you and more about the other person. But like, it's still, it's still your reputation and it's still like really, really matters, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely hard. I mean, I feel like I've, uh, I feel like I've known people who, like, don't have a problem like going back on their word or like don't have a problem saying one thing and then doing another or like promising something mm-hmm. and, then, and then not coming through. And that's such like a, a good like, um, I guess like test or like indicator of like who someone really is. Mm-hmm. It's like how how trustworthy mm-hmm. is their word. Mm-hmm. I, I would rather someone be like, no, dude, I can't help you. Or like, I'm busy. Or like, mm-hmm. I really don't feel like it right now. Or like, do you want to hang out? It's like, 
to be honest, no, yeah. I'd rather stay home yeah. and watch TV. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, cool. Like, yeah. let me know when you want to later or yeah. I'll try again next week. Yeah. But at least they were honest. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, it's, it's well, like a level of integrity. Well, and again, that's how this plays out because like, in that situation, like when someone isn't straight up, you know, Hey, we, you want to hang out tonight? It's like, Oh, you know, uh, maybe if I get this done or I'll get back to you. And it, again, that's like not letting your yes, BS and your no, be no, that's kind of mm. like drawing it out. And like in that situation, what happens is like the person that wants to hang out gets left hanging because you know they're yeah. they're asking, there's no answer. And then before they know it, you know, th- yeah, they're left alone that night, right? And yeah. so, like, that's like a super like simple and easy example, but I think that's like a great example of how it like, shows. Yeah, no, it's definitely a big indicator there. Um, yeah, especially I mean, for a lot of, um, I think like it rings true like for yourself as well. Uh, I I personally, I'm probably like the exception a little bit, but I feel like I give like my expectations for myself or my sort of like an Enneagram type one type of thing. But um, like I I want to be true to myself. And so like the goals that I set or like the things I say when I do, like it's important for me to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, at, and regardless of like your relationship with other people as well, I think it's important to be honest with yourself as well. Like, mm-hmm. am I going to commit to do this thing? Like, yes. And if that's your decision, yes, then like go through with that and do that for yeah. yourself. Like you're going to kind of lose trust with yourself. If you don't follow through the, with the things that you say you're going to do for yourself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or it's like, you know, only, uh, or I'll do this thing tomorrow, you know? And like tomorrow comes, you don't do it. Well, like you've just kind of, proving to yourself that you're a little bit less reliable than you than you thought that you were yeah i think um like losing trust in yourself like takes away confidence and it takes away like i don't know like that drive like every day to repeat like things that need to get done because you because you lose your trust and you basically you know you again you lose that confidence so yeah 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 and that's a big part i mean confidence does have uh, a, a part in all these things, you know, like, can I do this thing? Mm-hmm. Do I have the willpower? Um, and you know, there's a lot of talk today of like, love yourself and believing yourself and you can do whatever you want, which is like way overblown and kind of out of proportion, out of context. But like the realistic version of that is like, you can do the things that you want to do if you've proven to yourself that you can follow through, you know what I mean? Like build that muscle over time. Start with small things. It doesn't have to be giant things. Like I'm going to, I believe that if I can, you know, work hard enough and do my spinny thing with the rock in my neck hard enough that I'll be able to do the, <laughs> I was you know. just going to say, what are some examples? <laughs> yeah. and, okay, I can it. go to the Olympics in 2024, All right, Corey. but it's like, if you're not actually out there practicing every day, it's not going to happen. Yeah. That's funny. Huh. Um, all right. Well, any more thoughts or, no, I think, um, I don't know, think about that. I, I think, like, the real value, again, is, uh, like, just look at yourself, take an audit of things, mm-hmm. and really test, you know, just go line by line of, like, all of your commitments or the things you're on the fence about and say, like, is this a hell yeah for me or is this a no? Yeah. And and try to be honest with yourself. And maybe that's one more thing I would add is, like, I think sometimes we're scared about what we'll find out, yeah. like, if we're not actually ex- excited about it or or maybe we are excited, really excited about it, but it's really scary. Hmm. And sometimes we just don't want to face that at all. I also want to say, like, okay, if if uh, hesitation is coming from, like, fear or, like, not wanting to disappoint others, like, 
don't let that you know be like a deciding factor. Yeah. I think it's important. Probably a good sign. I also want to say, um, I guess go back to the point you made about uh, shoot, it was so good, Corey. Um, hmm. Oh yes, um, you basically I said was saying well you know what about like you start something and then halfway through it you're kind of on the fence and you said mm. well where were you when you started? Was yeah, a strong yes or a strong no. I think that was super good. So yeah, I think in, this, in your situation as you're evaluating like. Look back to, you know, where were you when you started this thing? Were you excited? Mm. Were you not excited? Um, I feel like in most cases, people ha- will probably say, the f- I mean, of course, they're going to be excited when they start something. But still, like, it's important to, I think, look at where you were. Yeah. And, and maybe looking back will give you kind of that spark again mm-hmm. of like, yeah, you're right. You know, what? I was super excited and and I am excited about it. I need to get back to that. Yeah. And also uh, looking at context. So, like, if you're not excited now, well, what's you know has your life have you taken on more stuff you know are you a lot more busy is you know have things changed well because that will probably affect your capacity to be excited mm. so yeah yeah it's important like i mean there are seasons right there are things that uh that change like life changes just like we do and i think the like the commitment kind of creep happens in life where you just take on more and more things and you have to stop sometimes and be like is this right for me right now and it's yeah. just the right thing for me and yeah. um and be able to reevaluate, reprioritize. It's okay to to drop some things right in the right times um, to make room for the right things in your life. So, yeah. hopefully, that's encouraging. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks again for listening this week. Um, let us know what you think of this concept, and uh, forgive us for using the word hell. And and uh, hopefully, it wasn't offending. It was a Corey's idea. To to say. It was my idea. I'll. I will. I, I will. Mean, I was say on that board that was for sure. Yes. But I will take that ownership and. Um, and say it was my idea. But uh, if you guys like this, please subscribe. Um, give us a six-star rating. Put five in the ratings. Put one of those stars in the uh, in the review. Share with a friend if you can through a text or social media, whatever it is. Send it to them over Instagram and the DMs. Um, but it's appreciated. That's how this podcast grows. Um, and we appreciate you sharing with everyone that you can. If you're interested in Cultivate and Keep merch, go to cultivateandkeep.com slash merch. If you're interested in the journal, again, super stoked about that. Uh, go to cultivateandkeep.com slash journal. And then we've also got the community we're working on. All the links are in the show notes. And we will see you in the next one. 